here as Katuri gets to Nisman. Makes a nice move in across the line. Drops it back, connected. Connected, cuts the shot, they score! Oscar Lindblom buries it! And the power play goal ties this game in two! This is episode 56 of the Liberty O. This is Danny Diemer here with Chris Stompo. As always, Danny, how are you? Not good. At Not all. Good. I feel like I've said that the, in the beginning of the last couple episodes now, and... Uh, it's just been a downward spiral, bro. I mean, well, we haven't talked since March eighth, so think about what's happened since March eighth. All this what shit. What has happened? Well, what was what was the last game uh, around March eighth? It's like what was the most recent game at that time that we talked about? So we talked March eighth, and that was a Monday. The game before that was a three-one loss to to the Capitals on Sunday. Oh my before god! That. So that was the last time that me and you sat down and talked. After that, we won five-four against Buffalo. And then we lost those two against Washington back-to-back. And then the Rangers and Islanders series started. So, honestly, it feels like it's been a really long time. And it hasn't really been that long since we last talked. Honestly, I'm, we're probably in the same position as we were when we started. I mean, when we last talked. It's just the team is just... The team's not going to change until they fix this fucking defense, man. Like, I, I'm going into every game the same exact way. Because it, nothing is going to change when the defense is this bad. And it, the forwards kind of seem like they agree with everyone on Twitter with how bad the defense is. They, they're not back-checking. Like, I, I think in their heads already, they're like, what's the point of it? Like, the defense is trash. I don't know what's going on right now, but the entire team just doesn't – it seems like they, they completely forgot how to play defense as a, as a team. Not just the defense, not just the goalies, not just the forwards. Collectively, as a unit, they look like they stopped knowing how to play hockey, honestly. What scares me the most, and I've been harping on this a lot, especially in our GC over the last week or two, is that this is just like a bad team, and it does it doesn't you can't pin the blame on one specific like core, like you can't can't say it's the D core or the forward core or even the goaltending, like it it is just top to bottom, it is front office, it is coaching, it is players, every player, and it is just and that's what's the most scary about it. It's like a, a trade or two trades can't fix just what seems to be just like a a tainted culture at this time like it, it's i don't know yeah i agree with what you're saying and right it, now a, a trade should be made though yeah absolutely r- right now a trade with this like the, just with the way the team is going right now one or two trades like bringing one or two guys is, is, isn't gonna fix the mindset their entire mindset has that like it's got to change i talked to Devin about it on the timeline today it's it's switched from looking at this team and being like oh this team's soft it was like you can be soft and want to still fight. You know what I mean? Like, I I watched Arizona games, and like Clayton Keller and, and, and Connor Garland are, like, 5'10", 5'11", guys, and, like, they're jumping on dudes' backs and, like, punch. It, it's not about being soft or being able to fight. So it, It's about wanting to do it. And we said it on this podcast. It, this team just doesn't give a fuck right now, dude. Like, they are, are they're not sticking up for each other. And we talked about it the last time we talked. Nis- losing Niskanen hurt, but dude, it. We said this before. It's it, what. It's not everything. Like there, there's so much more. There's something deeper right now on this team. Like, Matt bro, Niskanen. we didn't lose Petrang. Like, we didn't lose Hedman or Yossi. Like, we lost. Like, Matt Niskanen is good, bro. But like, we lost fucking Matt Niskanen. Like, it's, it's not Tyler just Pitley. one guy, like, bro. We didn't yeah. lose anything. Cr- like, and, and do losing those players suck? Absolutely, because I think we could use a Tyler Pitlick right now, but. Adding a Tyler Pitlick or adding a Matt Niskanen like right now, it, it would help. But like we just said, there's something more. It's something deeper right now. Like this team just 
it's, it's, they're in a complete disarray. Just, uh, just the Islanders game, the the third goal that Mayfield scored to tie it up. There was three Flyers players skating to the puck carrier. I believe it was Limblom, Sanheim, and then Konechny all skated. First of all, I think like the, the first blame goes to Sanheim because you're a defenseman, and this is not the first time I've seen Sanheim do this. Like you're a defenseman, you should not be anywhere near the point on five on five play when when the when the the play is in your zone. You need to be <laughs> down where your net is and protecting the front of the net. Sandheim shouldn't have been there, absolutely. So it leaves Konechny and, and Limblom. They're both skating to the exact same player. There's no, like, they're not spreading out. They're not each taking a man. It's it just, they're not, it seems like they're just, I don't know what it is, Dan. Like, they're trying not, trying not to make a mistake, so they're, they're, they're focusing too hard. Honestly, it seems like they're trying too hard not to make a mistake to the point where they're they're playing so cautious where it's not working. You know what I mean? Like, they're playing, like, they're playing not to make a mistake right now, it feels like. Oh uh, yeah, Sandheim's in his own head. Konechny's in his own head right now. I, I think Hayes, especially at times this year, has been in his own head. Ghost in and out of the lineup. We'll talk about him in a second. What the fuck's going on there? Yeah, Myers know. and Sandheim absolutely atrocious. How are Myers and Sandheim still together? I, I, I don't know, dude. I mean, I, 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 I Av's been bad, bro. I, I understand that bad. his hands are tied right now, and like, there's not a lot of options with the defensive core, but like. They're two guys that you can pinpoint over Braun. I mean, over guys like Prosser because he shouldn't even be, play- be playing in the NHL right now. But like those two guys, Sandheim and Myers, have been the two biggest disappointments on the team for me so far. At, at least I don't know about you. I mean, you could say Hart, but like obviously, there's a lot of other things that have gone wrong. For me, it's just Sandheim in general. Like it's just him. Like he is same. the yeah. And oh, I'd say uh, Myers second, and I'd say All Bay Kubel is third. For me this year so far, and I put Hart probably fourth with the way he's been playing lately. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Like you need Hart to to step up and make the saves that he needs to make, and like bail you out every once in a while. Like not all the time, but he's not making those those saves to to help you out. But like on the other side of things, they're not doing anything to help that poor kid out, man. Like there are just so many goals. Like there's not even a point to go and going back and. And going over all the goals and studying the goal. Like, there's no point. There's so many of them. Just a, just a complete, yeah. complete, total break, like defensive breakdowns in front of the kid. Like, there's nothing. I mean, like, Brian Elliott and Carter Hart really. I mean, we were getting outshot in the beginning of the year, and Carter Hart and Brian Elliott were, were, were two main people that me and you commented on, and a lot of other people commented on were the main reason why we were able to win those games. And I, I think the adjustments that they had to make throughout the beginning of the year to make up for the team not playing in front of them is coming back to bite them out. Like the adjustments that they made to all those crazy saves that they had to make and fucking facing 36, 40 shots a game, 41 shots a game, like shit like that. Like after a certain amount of time, like you get used to playing a certain way. And like, it's pretty obvious right now with this, these goaltenders don't trust the defense that's in front of them right now. And they're, they're, they're they're scared to to play the puck. I mean, the, the one goal that Brian Elliott let in right after he, uh, Right after he started that stretch of games when Hart was uh, struggling, I think it was against Buffalo, where like the puck kind of just like rolled off and rolled off to the back of his on his back and then in the net. Remember how like it went up yeah. and it trickled, like just kind of goals like that, where like, it just did. <laughs> at a certain point, like the goalie can't save you all the time. Is the, the the defensive turnovers, the 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 constant lack of being able to to hit the fucking first breakout pad. Like I've never, like, you wouldn't have, like you would have thought. 
that from last year to this year that this team went over a complete haul. haul. Like, Chuck Fletcher took this team, made this team his own team, and all players are different because they don't look like they know how to break out a pass, bro. Break out of their, their defensive zone. It, it, it's incredible. I, I, I don't know. Dude, I'll tell you exactly why I'm, I don't have the picket fences out for the goaltending, and it's, it's because in the beginning of the year, everyone that, like, when our record was still good, everyone always said, well, like, the goaltending won't be able to keep this up. Like, we won't be able to maintain uh, all these wins. And so, like, eventually, yeah, they were kind of right. Like, we weren't able to maintain these wins, and the goaltenders get kind of shook. But, like, goaltending is such a mental battle, and it's so much of it is kind of, like, being mentally strong, like we've seen Hart be. And I, I just, like, I don't know how any goaltender can have can gain confidence can gain momentum can put together like consecutive good starts when the like the back check and the defense has just been this piss poor like no button like the, you could put freaking patrick Wah back there in his prime right now and he won't be a confident guy right now like it's just the way the defense is playing like we are not doing them any favors at all so while they have been bad and they let up weak goals it's like no favors are being done for them at all and it's it's disgusting. Zero favors, man. Like I just said, after a certain amount of time, when you get so used to bailing your team out and making these crazy saves because the the defensive breakdowns keep happening, I mean, at a certain point, like your mechanics and and what Hart is so used to do. I mean, Hart is such a a, a, a functional goaltender. Like he's a he's such a like oh angles 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 he's such like a, a sound goaltender who, who who goes through his motions and once that's off the rail then like things can really start to to go and i think that's what we're starting to see with heart i'm not like, like you said i'm not ready to, to take out the picket fences for the goaltenders because i mean you can't blame the goaltenders at all with what's going on in front of them um if the defense was better and the forwards actually knew how to back check and then Hart was giving up these kind of goals then yeah like if we were playing good games and like it was like 2-2 through two periods of play and we're in the third period with like seven minutes left and like it's a good game like each team has 29 shots on goal and like it's just a back and forth game and Hart lets in a couple like lousy goals with good defense in front of them and yeah then we can start talking about oh is Carter Hart what we thought he was but right now like you can't look at the Flyers through whatever like 28 29 games of the season and and make any kind of bold statement on the goaltending right now because the what's in front of these two guys is just it's been it's it's hackstall level defense, Dan. It, it it might be worse. It literally might be worse. I'd I never thought I'd we'd get worse. back to this point ever. I'd say it's worse for one one sole reason, and that's that we just expect more out of this group. Like that those those groups in like 2017, 2016, like we knew what we were getting, man. Like we knew, like we complained, we wanted these guys gone. Like these guys that are in there now are guys that we were hype about the, that entire time. Every time we watched Andrew McDonald do the starfish, we thought, <laughs> oh, it's not going to matter because Sanheim and Myers are going to be up one day and we're going to be fine. Well, th- they're here and they're the ones fucking messing up now. And it's like, yeah. and it sucks. And it absolutely sucks. But I have to say on record right now, JVR, Faraby, Giroux, and Coots, those four guys are putting it all out there. Dang. They are putting it all out there. Maybe this is just recency bias and i mean things have not been going well for the flyers right now and i might i might regret saying this but couturier limblom provi lindy too couturier lindy provi Faraby, and Giroux are the only five players that i care about and the, the rest of them could be traded tomorrow obviously for for good value and like what they would be worth but other than those five guys Giroux, Faraby, limblom Provorov and Hart and Couturier six six guys total. 
I don't care about anybody else. Like, th- like those are like the six main guys that like I probably wouldn't trade. I mean, Drew, I want him. He's probably gonna retire at Flyer. So, but absolutely, Drew yeah, Couturier, Limblom, Proby Hart. <laughs> like, I want to get like, into to something now because I want to like stress the fact that two things could be true. Ready? Yeah. So you can you can acknowledge that yeah it's it's so unfortunate like the path that. He, nolan patrick has gone through over the last oh, couple of years and you also can understand that it yeah he might not like what are we 30 games in yeah like he might it, it might be reasonable to say he doesn't have his legs under him like and that's that's absolutely. kind of expected but yeah. it's also okay to be frustrated with that absolutely and be- because like and i'm not trying to like di- like kick someone when they're down type you know what i mean i'm not trying to do that yeah. right now yeah. but like no like we haven't really like we didn't really see anything before. Yep, that, that that that's where I was going to get to. That's that's where I that's where I can't blame the Nolan Patrick people who are who are getting very frustrated with him. That like I can like with Lindblom, we saw something last year. Yeah, my, he was in the team in goals before he he was diagnosed. It's just not the case, dude. The thing with Nolan, this is my thing with Nolan Patrick. I don't agree with the people getting mad at him in the short term because of what happened. What is like he he did miss an entire year of professional hockey and then like is jumping back into it. But I turn around, but I can agree with those people who are who are frustrated with the fact that even before Nolan Patrick was diagnosed with the migraine issues, they didn't really see anything number two overall pick worthy of him. I can't blame with that argument. That's a solid argument, and like you could definitely take that to a podcast or take that to Twitter, and like that's a, that's a pretty good ground to start an argument with because, yeah, I mean, like he had like little phases where he he went through. I mean, that goal against Montreal is the one the one goal I always think of where he just like went through the entire Montreal defense and, and went top left, top left or top right and scored. I'm pretty sure against Carey Price, like like he's had his moments, but yeah, but like before he got his migraine issues, he just inconsistent. I feel like that's the main thing with this this team in general is inconsistency. Sandheim inconsistent, Myers inconsistent, Patrick inconsistent, Connect Hayes Hayes. Like it's just it's it's pretty frustrating, man. And like at, at a certain point, a lot of people are frustrated with AV. I'm not like you can. You can, like we said, you can blame the forwards, the defense, AV, like as a collective whole. But like, I'm more looking at Chuck Fletcher. Like we gave him his his praise last year, and last year and this year are two different years. He he made really nice moves. Pitlick was a nice move. Niskanen came in, obviously did what he did. Hayes was obviously a pretty good move. He hasn't been playing well recently, but Hayes is still a <laughs> pretty good player. He didn't do anything this offseason, man, and like. That Gustafson signing, like, that, like it, 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 it gets worse by the day. We gave that man three million dollars, and all he knows, like, the only good thing that Gustafson does is is power play a quarterback, uh, quarterback a power play. That's the only thing that he does. Where I'm, I'm not like get this guy off the ice more than three times with Char. God, it's just sickening. It's just sickening, bro. It's it's exhausting. Like, we talked about it when they when they signed him. We're, I remember me and you both saying like, this isn't a Niskanen replacement, so like we're really confused and like what. Ghost and Gustafson are doing in the same lineup, and like now they're not playing them. Like they're purposely keeping Ghost out of the lineup and playing a, a literal, a literal AHL defenseman. Like I have nothing against Nate Prosper as a Nate Prosper as a person. I'm sure he's a great dude, but he is not an NHL defenseman by any means. Like by any means, like he's a good player to play one game to like send a message to your defense like they did and he scored in but anything other than that like if you're actually depending on Nate Prosser to play NHL minutes for you we have a really serious problem here we have a really serious problem here like 
there's no excuse to the point where Nate Prosser should be playing NHL hockey, man. Like I, I don't. I, I'd rather have Pouliot. I'd rather have Derek Pouliot play. Rather have Morin play, dude. Yeah, I'd rather have Morin play. I, Morin didn't play today. I don't know if he was a healthy scratch. He was in the press box today. I don't know if it was healthy or injury related. But if he's healthy and obviously able to get called up, yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. Nate Prosser should not be playing. And I'm not blaming Nate Prosser. Nate Prosser is not the reason why this defense sucks. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not completely blaming that that 34 year old guy. I'm, really, I'm sure he's a great dude, and it's definitely not all his fault. But the fact that he's playing is just. It's more of a. It's more of a shot at AV and Chuck. More Chuck than AV, to be honest with you. Because like, where? Wh- how do we get to the point where you're playing Nate Prosser? Like, is Nate Prosser better than Mark Freeman? Something must have happened with Mark Freeman in the locker room with the, with the players that we don't know about and may never find out about. It, it, it seems pretty obvious the couple games they played after he got picked up by the Penguins, they seem to go after him. But, like, in hindsight, you're looking at it and you're you're saying, like, Freeman? I mean, Prosser over Freeman? Like, what's going on here? It's just a lot of questions, man. There's a lot of question marks. After a pretty good year last year, like a pretty... Pretty good year of just solid moves from from both AV and and Chuck last year, to be honest. And just th- this year, it's the complete opposite. I feel like I'm watching Axel again. Definitely looking at the front office, but mostly, bro, it's it's on the players for me. It's the guys in the room. Because while, yeah, on on paper, like that defense doesn't look that good, and eye test doesn't look that good. The, the team in general should not be this bad. No. Like the way that they look, Absolutely the the way no. that they uh, the way that they approach the game. Like we're seeing some like. And I hate to say it, we're seeing some like mentally weak players right now out there. Like I'm looking at guys like, like TK, bro. Like zero confidence. I mean, and T- TK's had has had his really good shifts in the offensive zone, but like he's had his defensive hiccups. I feel like all of these guys, like yeah. except for like Fairby, Giroux, even uh, Fairby, bro. Even Fairby had that really bad play in, in that Washington game. Uh, the coverage against Orlov, like he completely lost Orlov, and Orlov scored. Like it's just the whole team, bro. It like, seems like they they're just, taking shifts off. Yeah, it's just they they break down defensively. They don't like once a team gets cycling in our zone. Like it seems like we're scrambling. It, it looks like we don't like we've never played together, and it's that's just not the case. Like this. This team isn't that much different from last year, honestly. Other than the Niskanen and, and and losing Pitlick, obviously Hag is in the lineup right now. He's dealing with the shoulder issue, but like that's not the reason why the defense sucks, Rob. Like the 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 bottom six defensemen are not the reason why we're fucking losing games. Like, like it's bad when you when you think about how long um, Giroux, Coots have been here, and Voracek, and then you think about even like now, like guys like Provi, Konechny, Lawton, how long they've been here. Guys like Farabee, Albe, Kubel, all they've known is the Flyers' system and culture. And, like, there's some, there's something wrong when you have, like, a team that should be more well-meshed and it just doesn't seem like the chemistry's there. Like, there's some, like there's something yeah. wrong there. And then, there's a disconnect. And then, this is what I don't like. I don't like being, like, jerked off. Fucking AV <laughs> is sitting there in the fucking press conference and he's saying, oh, oh, like, if you look at the shot total, blah, blah, blah. Av the shot total is the shot total because That's you went down three zero, dude. Like you, you, you're chasing the game. Of course, your shot total is gonna like you're 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 applying like you're down three goals. Of course, they're gonna have more shot. Like and that's been the case all of March. All of March, I'm pretty like we're averaging thirty one shots on goal in the month of March. We're and we're letting twenty five shots up a game in the month of March. And like on the paper, that looks awesome. But if you watch the games like we have, and I know a lot of people listening to this podcast right now have. You know that's from going down 3-0, 4-0, fucking 9-0. Like, like, 
that's why your shot totals look pretty good, AV. Not because you're fucking playing well right now. Like, like, yeah, you have your spurts where you look good, but nothing's consistent. Like, I don't like don't blow smoke up my ass with the fucking shots on goal shit. Like, get the hell out of here with that, man. Come on, like we're better than that. Yeah, I, I, I don't get the whole like, well, the, we're moving in the right direction. No, the we're process not. Is, uh, <laughs> far from it. Dude. No, we're not. Like, come on, bro. No, come on. Charlie O'Connor asked a really good question, AV. That kind of left him like answerless to be honest uh charlie said how does a team that's trending in the right direction put up a game like this and he was talking he was referencing the nine nothing loss and av was like, i don't have an answer for you basically is what he said and like he got him like he like, he, he he called him he called him like he probably regrets saying that when he av probably regrets saying we're trending in the right direction the week before he said it because you're not like you're he you're blowing smoke up people's ass with the with the shot and shit because this team is not trending in the right direction and this team is not going. I'm gonna say right now this team's not making the playoffs if they don't do something defensively. If 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 something doesn't change, obviously the players like Sandheim and Myers are not this bad. Like I I really don't think that they're they're as bad as they're playing. So like they're gonna play a little bit better from a fucking minus six kind of game. Like they're gonna play better than that. I think. I I, I, don't, I don't think they can play this bad forever. Like we've seen those two guys play well, and I I just think the the team's playing with low confidence right now. But even if those dudes do play better than what they've been playing, it's not enough. They like Chuck needs to either go do something or or let us know that this is like a tank like tank season like what are we doing like i i feel like i'm being left in the dark right now because nobody's saying anything like it's it's very frustrating bro it's very frustrating because this defense is there's no light in the end of the tunnel at the end of the tunnel what are you gonna do call sam warren up like that that's not gonna solve things like cam york isn't gonna come in here and change like i would love to see cam york come up here and and, and play some nhl minutes but he's not gonna come in here and change everything like he's not like the messiah like he's not the answer right now like I, I, as much as i would love him to be he's not he's not after and it would take york like four or five years to even be like peak contributor to the team anyway you know what i mean like four or like five fir- years absolutely like in the first couple of years he's gonna be like good but he's not gonna be like his prime like we, uh, we saw yeah, we, we see a guy like Konechny like it took him like four or five years to be an all-star and like develop into like an actual I'm, what I'm saying is like York ain't gonna be an, a mm-hmm. top pairing defenseman no. for the first couple of years he's in the league like he's no, like if, if York came up in like the perfect world if we were actually a good team right now and like we needed like a guy on the third pairing maybe like a left-handed shot and like he was done with the college season and he looked good in the AHL then like he could play a nice little like sheltered role on like the third pair but he's not coming in here and playing top 4 minutes or yeah, that's what I'm and saving the day or anything so like there's no light on the end of the tunnel like Pouliot no like there's Zamula he's played really well the past couple games I, I've tuned into a couple of uh, phantom games he had an assist tonight so He's starting to look a lot more comfortable, but again, like, is Zamula gonna come here and change and like change anything? Like, you need like, he needs to go out there and spend a second round pick on Savard. Like, what does Columbus want for Savard? Like, what are we talking? Like, I don't care. Like, we need to go out there and get something Manson from the Ducks. Like, I don't care. Any like, we need to get somebody in here to plug in with Provorov, plug and play with Provi, because like that alone. Putting somebody next to Provy, I've been thinking about it because like Niskanen being able to play those minutes, it, it's a trickle down effect because Braun gets dropped down to the third pairing and he's good there. Like Braun's been solid this year for what Braun is at this point in his career, I think. So I think if he's playing a, a third pairing role, you can even throw Gostaspare with him in a third pairing role and play him with sheltered minutes and then play Ghost on the first power play and give him the QB and let him run the power play that way and let him. 
play to his strengths, like 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 they do in football with offensive schemes. Like play to your strengths. Like shelter Shane Gossesberry in a third pairing role if you're not going to trade him. Let him play on the power play. Put Braun with him. I I don't know what you do with the second pairing. Do you do you do you plug and play the play you get if you trade for somebody with Provorov and then leave Sanheim and Myers to figure things out themselves, or do you switch up Sanheim? Do you put Sanheim with Provorov and then? put the guy that you trade for with Myers? I, I don't know right now because that that's the question right now because even if you do trade for a guy right now, Danny, that still leaves you a question with Myers and Sandheim right now with their, their consistency issues because they're a huge part of this team. Like Chuck went into this offseason, went into this season putting a lot of a lot of trust behind these kids and, and, and it, it, it's failed them so far. Bottom line, like it's it's come back to bite him in the ass. He he put a lot of confidence. He had a lot of confidence. This kid, he thought that they could make that next step, and Sanheim and Myers have not. Dude, to be honest, it's looking like we're not going to make the playoffs. I wouldn't and be I have, surprised, and I really wouldn't. And I I have to say because like the team that's in front of us, the team that we're chasing right now is Boston in the fourth slot. We've yep. played one more game than them, and we're three points behind them, and they've been our, our boogeyman this year. Like it's looking, it's looking glim. Like this is—I don't know if this is going to be one of those 2010 years where you make it in the last game and you go on some magical run. Like I don't know if there's magic in this year, bro. And it, it kind of sucks to say that. I need this team to show me something, and I need them to show me it quick, and I need the front office to do that as well. Like, okay, I'm not—I'm not asking. I mean, a trade would be nice, but like. A press conference, like fuck, dude. Do you know how we always talk about how this organization, like, if you're playing well, they'll they'll make sure you see playing time. Like, they always like give players like the opportunity if you're playing well. Like, they they always reward their their prospects. Is what I'm trying to say. You know, mm-hmm. and like even if you don't want to go out and make a a big trade with the defense for the exact reason I just said, because if you trade for a guy to plug next to Provorov, because that still leaves you a big question with Myers and Sanheim in the middle and their consistency issues. But, like, I like if I, I don't know what Chuck's really going to do, man. Like, I, I really don't know what, like, the answer is right now. It's confusing. Yeah, no, I'm tired. Like you said before, I'm tired of hearing about the damn expansion draft. Like, that's not an excuse. That was an excuse when, like, we thought – we had guys in our lineup that were like we didn't want them to be expendable like we didn't want to lose certain guys i'm at the point now where like you said there's about four or five guys and the rest i'm like i don't give a shit no more like seattle could have you bro like make a trade now you know what i'm saying like that's that's and that's at the end of the day that's why you uh have such a good farm that's why you get all these assets to one day like you don't keep them all you flip them you get, get them at peak value and you flip them that's what all the great teams do and we got to do that I mean, there are a lot, like the point that I was getting to. Like, if if you don't want to go out there and make a trade for a defenseman, I, call somebody up. Like, put a jolt in this team. Like, call Wade Allison up. Like, call call Tanner Lazinski up. The kid Tanner Lazinski scored two goals today. Wade Allison has two goals in two AHL games. I know, I know they might probably want him to get a lot more games under his belt, but like. Put put it like put a jolt into this team. Like call somebody up. Give one of these kids a chance. Like I don't like, not for the sole fact that they're gonna come in here and change everything, but like just, just to send the message that like, hey, if you play well, you're 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 gonna get compensated for it. Like you're gonna get playing time. And if you're playing shitty, you're not gonna play. Like like call Zinski up and fucking sit Hayes or something, man. Like send a me- like, I don't know. Sending a message sounds pretty stupid right now because I don't know. He he's tried to do that with Connecting and Myers, and look how that turned out. Two players right now who. They're they're 
confidence it's a very very low i've ever seen them to be honest with you so like maybe. i'm kind of sympathetic with av because i feel like he's tried to send he's that trying, message yeah. and at this point it's like now it's the gm's turn to send a fucking message like yep. that's the coach can only send the message for so long like if they're not biting if they're not buying into it then the gm has to do it what? and honestly comcast has to comcast has to, like comcast pressured and then fired ron hextall brought in a guy who was like had a bias for you know what i mean like yeah. he's he's here to win now this and that and like why aren't they on his ass like why aren't they putting the hot seat like on him to do something like we need answers dude from all fronts and i don't know if it was an interview or something but i like i read an article a couple weeks ago talking about like, dave scott was talking about how like, he wants to go for it like he wants to make moves to win I'm like where is that like that was a couple weeks ago. So does it, Dave Scott give a fuck? Like, nah, like I, I mean, like, I think it's all talk, bro. Honestly, like it, this shit is just it's it's so exhausting, bro. Like we get a good team for one year, and like I don't care what anybody said. Like that team last year was fucking good. Like they were just a solid team. Four lines, they they could run four lines. They had the the nice defensive uh, the decor. Like Niskanen, just. They were just on a roll last year, and it's just—it's so crazy to think that it's the exact same team, besides like two dudes. Yeah, like back to like the Dave Scott thing. It pisses me off because like now they're like they pump out like when when going gets rough, they just pump out more gritty merch, sell more reverse (laughs) retro jerseys, and he—they just care about the fucking check, bro. And it's like, I mean, ah, it fucking sucks. If the higher ups just care about the check, like that's gonna trickle down into the management, coaches, the players, and. So honestly, is what what we're kind of seeing right now just lackadaisical play. Just don't even look like they want to be out there. To be honest with you, like nine nothing to the Rangers is fucking embarrassing. So it's, it's embarrassing, man. And like no moves have been made. I don't know if Chuck's gonna do anything, but I better not see Nate Prosser back out there. Like if if Ghost is let's talk about Ghost. If Ghost is sad again, like what are we doing? And uh, I'm not saying I'm, Ghost is I'm, the answer. I'm glad you brought up ghosts because we do have a couple questions right. from the Flyers gents, and one of them is regarding ghosts. So let me just let me just say the question so we can get that out the way. Right. It's from our boy Jack. He said, "Do you think Ghost is getting traded? What does Comcast think of how the Flyers are right now?" Okay, well we just got into that. Um, but do you think Ghost is getting traded? Uh, th- I've been thinking about it, and like at first, this whole benching shit because of what they're trying to deploy other than ghosts. I thought like that was, I thought like trade talks were heating up and like Chuck didn't want to risk injury or anything. But like at this point, it just seems like AV is just sitting ghosts because of his defensive issues. And I, I just, yeah, I, I could see ghosts going right now. I don't think it's going to happen right now. Maybe closer to the trade deadline, but I could see ghosts going. Yeah. And I honestly, that's what I thought it was at first, but Seems like he's just sitting ghosts just to sit ghosts, but I don't understand how you do that and then roll out a fucking pairing of Prosser Gustafson. Like, are are we joking? Are we joking? Like, that's a joke. What did you expect if you're gonna roll out a, a pairing of Prosser Gustafson and then keep it after they get torched every time? And like, it, I don't know, bro. How many times are we gonna keep doing this experiment with ghosts and like every time it fails, we just keep tanking bro, his value more and bro, more? It's the same conversation with ghosts every year. It's the same conversation on the timeline every year about ghosts. We and now know we just ghosts keep tanking his value now. Like we, we know ghosts is not a, a defensive uh, defenseman. Like we know he's a liability defensively. Like it's it's no secret. So that's why like after he makes a bad play defensively and like people are all on on Twitter like tweeting about oh ghost like we know the ghost is bad defensively like, he needs to be paired with somebody who who helps 
make up and cover that. And it's my thing is like, I I don't blame AV for sitting ghost because I do agree with the fact that he's just bad defensively. And if he's going to be playing, he needs to be playing sheltered minutes on the third role with an with another defensive defenseman. But I don't understand how you sit Ghost and then turn around and play a pairing of Prosser and Gustafson. Like I, that just con- you you're, you're contradicting yourself. If you're gonna turn around and say I'm sitting Ghost because of defensive play, and then turn around and play these two guys who, who, who turned the puck over at will. Like Prosser had four assists to the Islanders in the in the in those two games he played. Like I I just don't understand. Like. It, it, Blowing smoke up my ass again. Like, you're just fucking talking just to talk. Like, like this isn't what AV usually does, bro. Like, I feel like AV's just, 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 just saying shit as he goes. I feel like AV doesn't even know what the fuck's going on. I kind of feel bad for the guy, to be honest with you, bro. It's frustrating. Prosser, Gustafson, dude, he must have had way too many martinis. Bro, and then he kept them on the ice. And then he kept them on the ice as they continually got, got trashed in their own zone. Prosser can't skate, bro. He can't skate. I, I've seen so many times where he's had the puck and had plenty, like a, a normal NHL defenseman would have had plenty of time to get the puck to a stick, to to glass, anything, dude. And he, he just gets chased down and he just barely gets the puck off. Shielding the guy. I mean, he's good at shielding and like knowing how to use his body. And that's the only way he's able to get the puck off like through his own. But... I, I really wish I could go back and, and, and clip every time it happened because I feel like it happened a lot. Like, he had time in his own defensive zone. The four-checker came with speed. Obviously called up to him because he's not the fastest guy in the world. And then just, like, he t- attempted to clear it up the boards. And it's just so frustrating because, obviously, it's not all his fault. Like, he's doing the best he can. He's not an NHL defenseman. He should not be here for more than one game. Like, he should have not have been here after he after he poked that goal in his first game, wherever the fuck he did it. It was against the, uh, the, the Devils. After that, he should have been like, go back to the AHL. Like, you had, like, your moment, like, awesome. Like, you're you're a staple for the AHL team. Like, you're a veteran defenseman for them. Like, you're a locker room presence. Awesome. But you're, you're not a guy that we can sit here and depend on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I knew as soon as we got Prosser and as soon as, like, that story came out about his ties with Chuck Fletcher and how, they, how like, friendly they are with each other. Like, they, like they're, like, good friends kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, this guy's gonna play games in the NHL, isn't he? I was like, he's gonna play. <laughs> when, when in doubt, he's gonna fill oh, in yeah, a couple. Bro. And he was a mainstay at Minnesota for a really long time, so he's like, he's like a fucking, he's like famous over there. So you, you, you knew that was gonna happen. Bleed orange and black said the signs are clear. Defensive help is needed. What are the reasons upper management is stalling? What is it we don't see or are not getting? I mean, like, they're going to say flat cap, expansion trash. But, like, we've seen teams who are dealing with the exact same situation the Flyers are dealing with make moves to better their fucking team this year. So, I'm I'm so sick of hearing about excuses. Like, that's all I hear, to be honest. Because I'm, like, when... After I saw how the team played last year, and I I don't know. Is that a fluke? I don't know. But... After I saw them and like how they well they played last year, it, the excuses went out the window. Like bring dudes. Like I, I don't care about draft picks, Danny. We say this all the time to each other. I don't give a fuck about draft picks anymore, bro. Like, I really don't care about a first round or a second round draft pick for the next two three years. Like, I I want to win. Is that the right move? Throwing draft picks and 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 adding to this this team right now. I don't know. There, there's something. I'll that, throw a lot of prospects too. 
I just I want to make moves to better the team now. Like, and if that if that takes moving Lawton a second round pick and a B plus prospect, then like let's fucking do it, dude. Like I'm ready to to shake this team up, give them a little new identity, and I think Lawton right now would have a little bit of value, <laughs> honestly. Who are your um quote unquote untouchables on the prospect front right now? How many? Because I, I know we have like four or five actual players on the team that we have on on touch. I was gonna say, yeah, Faraby. Faraby doesn't count as a prospect, right? I no, not a prospect. I, yeah. I'm talking like like York, Zamula. Like how how many guys are are like not by none un, of them. Un, honestly, untouchable. Bro. I obviously I don't mean like a trade for a generational talent because obviously you trade all those guys for like yeah. a guy like that. I mean a trade to help this team this year. Who is untouchable in the prospect front? Uh, yeah, I, York probably. Like I I, I don't Just see. One? Yeah, I um. Do you have an answer for that? Because you could probably come back to me for that. Because dude, it- I, I'm thinking just one, bro. Like it's, <laughs> York? it's, re- it's yeah, it's really just York. And because if, we talked like, about it, we'd be cool with moving Brink for a for a must win, not a must win, a win now kind of player. He's the perfect guy, perfect just like experiment project player that has like good upside if he pans out but he's just enough of a gamble but, that yeah. i think he's flippable right now he's just it. enough of a question mark to to be able to flip him and be comfortable with it i guess but like he could definitely Absolutely. turn around and, and make us regret doing that but like that's the risk that you take like that's it's the gamble you take with trying to flip pro- like we're gonna be flipping process we talked about it like 10 minutes ago like you have to with the amount of prospects we have i mean like channel Lezinski, wade allison zamula york Noah, Noah Cates, Wisdom, like all these guys, Des, Desnayer, like there's so many prospects that like they're not all gonna be playing for the Flyers. So we need to, Bob, like, I, yeah, Bobby Brink would definitely be a guy that I would definitely, I would hate to see it go, but don't think he had a very good year in Denver. Had a good World Junior, played on a nice like third on grind kind of role, and like had a really good goal game. I think he 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 didn't score in the goal game, but he had he he made those little plays that it takes to win a game like that. So. I think he could be like a really nice role guy in the NHL, but like, like I would be cool with trading Brink away. Like, I'm ready to trade. Like if if they're asking for a first and Brink for a a, a a Klingberg, like I'll drive Brink there, dude. Like, come on, like we need. Like I would die for a Klingberg, bro. Like that would be amazing. That's a plug and play with Provorov for the next five years. You know? Yeah, it's the type of move we need to do now, bro. Like, it, I just I just don't see it happening, bro. And I hate mentioning the expansion draft and and all that shit and the flat cap. But like that's the excuse that they fucking give, bro. And it's so annoying because I see these other teams make trades. Like we saw a block pro, blockbuster trade go down this year, even though it was like bound to happen. And when we were all waiting for Patrick Laine and Dubois to get traded, like it still happened. Bro, Columbus is making those big ball moves. They like, always what are have. we doing here, But, like, bro? Columbus also can't keep a star, so they kind of have to make those trades. <laughs> They're kind of forced into those trades. So, like, you really can't compare our situation with Columbus's, but, like, I know what you're saying. Like, they... Yeah, like, if Columbus could go out and get a Patrick Line, with the way we're playing right now and the fact that we say only four or five players are untouchable, we can go out and do something like that. Like, there's... I also see the side where, like, you don't want to sell low. Like, you never sell low. And... If we sold right now, we'd be selling low on probably every player. Not prospect, player. Like, active player, like, roster player. Like, if we sold a ghost right now, we'd be selling him. Eh, I don't know. Because he's had a couple goals. He's had three goals in his last, like, five games. So, I think we'd be selling low on ghosts. But, like, guys like Lawton, or if he was, like, a tradable piece, the JVR would be 
JVR would be selling trade-offs. very high. And another guy, <laughs> bro, high. we had this conversation. But like Myers day. and Sandheim, training those guys away at their very lowest, like it just that's not what you do. So I want to stress uh, another guy that we had a conversation about the other day. A, yeah. a guy who's just I think value is only gonna get lower and lower is Voracek. Uh, now listen, not a Voracek hater. No, love everything that he did here as a flyer. But let's be real, he's not gonna get any younger, Mm-mm. and he's only gonna get worse. There's nothing and wrong with. His contract's only going to look worse. Yeah. And so if it's clear that maybe we're not going to win now this year and potentially next year with the way it's looking, why not just sell high on him on the offseason or now? Like, it's... If they make a move to shake things up and really shake things up, he'd be one of the guys. Absolutely. Because, he first of all, he doesn't have a no no uh, move. Clause. Him and JVR, man. Those him are the two, JVR are really big, two guys. big pieces you look at. Yeah. And like, you're on the board. For sure, absolutely. Do, do, do we have any more questions? Yeah, but, uh, there's a second part to Blue Orange and Blacks. He said, it's going to be a tough second half of the season. Do we make the playoffs? And if we don't, what does the management do in the offseason? I don't think we make it, and I think the management knows that. I think they're just waiting until the offseason to make their actual footprint on the team and finally, finally start their actual new regime, quote-unquote. Uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs right now because – the of the defense and I'm gonna stand by that. I don't think anything. If they is showed going... me fucking fight, dude. If they if, showed me fight, I would if, I would ride right now. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was just gonna get to that. Like the Flyers fan in me is gonna is gonna stay with this team all year, obviously, because I'm just I'm just a fanatic like that. I'm I'm, I'm crazy like this team. I love this team. I'm gonna stay with them, but I don't think anything's going to change unless they make like unless they like, two things need to happen. Sandheim and Myers need to get their head out of their ass. Provorov, all like everybody on the defense needs to just start playing better. I don't think they're all this bad. I've said that before. I'm gonna say it again. Especially Provorov. Yeah, I, yeah, they all need to start playing a little bit better. And then like adding a guy is like I don't care what anybody says like oh adding a guy adding a guy into this is really gonna help. Yes, adding a fucking good defensive, de- adding a good defenseman right now. Would help this team. 100%. We saw what adding Niskanen. Bro, what yeah. happened last time Provorov struggled? We added Niskanen. And then suddenly Provorov was fucking great again. Potential AV, future Norris winner again. Like, it's it's easy, dude. AV literally said in a, like a, po- uh, a press conference a couple weeks ago. He was like, we haven't found the replacement for Niski yet to play with. Like, he literally said it. Like he's, he's, he's begging for a defenseman in every other way he can other than actually coming out and saying, Chuck, I need a defenseman publicly. Like... I don't know what their conversations are behind closed doors and in private, but like at a certain point, like does AV not turn to Chuck and be like, "Dude, like you're giving me Nate Prosser to go out there and, and, and deploy." I understand I'm I'm sitting Shane Gossespierre because of his defensive issues, but like that's my other option if I have to 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 sit Ghost because he's not playing well defensively right now. Like as soon as I do that, I have to like Hags hurt right now, so like my next go to option is Nate Prosser. Like that's on Chuck. That's on Chuck. That's on Flair. That's on the front office. That's on everyone up there, man. Like that. That's in the, like that's embarrassing. Like, and I, I'm not trying to like harp on the on the on the guy Nate Prosser. Like I said, I'm sure he's a great dude, but like that's as an organization, I'd be embarrassed. Like how how do you let that happen? Like how do you how is that guy playing top minutes for you right? Not not top minutes, but how's that guy playing meaningful minutes for you right now in a 56 game schedule? Where every game's a fucking four point swing, bro. Like you need these points, and you're like that, that's what we're deploying. Like what are we? Like this isn't a, a West Coast game at ten thirty in in Vancouver. You can maybe get away with playing a Prosser, 
But like, you know what I mean? Like, this, it's ridiculous, man. It, it, it's on the front office, and it's either they're either gonna do something or we're gonna, we're, we're gonna deal with this all year. And if this if that's the case, if, if this defense stays the same, no, yeah, they're not making the playoffs. I'm out on them. I'm, I'm out on them this year. There's no way they make the playoffs with this defense. Yeah. No, no way. I haven't seen anything to make me feel different. There's no I way. Don't... So unless we get some kind of press conference that says like Chuck and AV or like that, that kind of set, like we get the inclination that people are on the hot seat and trades are going to be made. It, it's feeling like, like we're, we're kind of out of the mix, dude. Like yeah. it feels I just, I don't want to sound too down because like Reese's, I don't know, but like I, I, I don't blame people who are fed up because I'm, I'm starting to get there. Man. If this was an 82 game season, just like last year, remember we had some rough patches last year. Yeah, if it man. last year we were like, all right, let's just ride it out, ride it out. Like we don't have those, but like you said, we don't have those like West Coast ten o'clock games where we can like plug and play guys to see what we got. We can't experiment. Like we have yeah. to win all these games. Last now. year was different though, man. Like like last year we had those games where we dominated and like we saw this team play well for like multiple games. We haven't seen this team this year come out come out and take a game. Not one game this year. Have they come out and taken the game? And at the end of the game, I sat there and said, wow, the Flyers dominated that game completely. I never had a doubt in my mind they were going to come away with that. Not once. The Flyers have not done that one one time this year. I don't give a fuck. Anybody can point to any kind of win. I don't care. The Flyers have not done that once this year. Were they taking a game over? Not once. Last year, you knew what team you were getting. Exactly. They had their identity set in stone. Like they they finished checks. They got the puck deep in the first period, and then they started getting doing the more controlled entries throughout. Like they would, Danny. It's something that we've been talking about. I feel like since high school. I feel like we've been talking about the Flyers dealing with slow starts since I was like sixteen years old, man. It, it it's really getting annoying. It's the same thing with this team. Like they have to they have to go down three zero four zero to throw a hit. Like they have to go down three zero four zero. For Jake Voracek and Claude Drew to like, like last night it was the third period and Jake Voracek and Claude Drew were flying around and Jake Voracek and Claude Drew have been good this year like they like I don't think anybody can point at them and be like they're the reason why the Flyers suck because like those two like those are the two veterans alongside JVR like all three veterans honestly on the forward side of things have been really good this year yeah, in my opinion too. and like yeah just and then like you have a fair but. Fairby's the only younger guy who's taken a step. Everybody else, Sanheim, Myers, NAK, I'm not, uh, Everybody Patrick. else. Everybody else. That's the problem. And, but the you only can't... the only young the only young player that you can't say that about right now is Morgan Frost. That's because he's hurt. He's the only young player that you can't say that he took a step back is because he got hurt. Yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that's, that's just not fair to him. There's still a question mark there. Anyone who's given, like, a definite, like, label on Frost at this time, no. There's still a question mark there. It's frustrating, I know. We haven't seen him play much, but no. there's still a question mark there. You can't label him as something. No, like, you dude. can't say he's a bust, and you can't say he's uh, not going to play NHL games down the line. Like, he's a question mark still. Like Joel Fairby had three goals, seven assists, ten points in his first 22 NHL games. Frost had... Two goals, five assists for seven points in this first twenty-one NHL games. So, like anybody who's crossing Frost out, and 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 it's just a joke, bro. I I understand the frustration with him. I mean, like he's been our top prospect for a couple of years, and like you've heard about him for all these years, and how good he's supposed to be, and all the points he put up in the OHL, and how skilled he is, and you haven't really seen it yet. But for you, for anybody to to look at that kid and and make an assumption on him, twenty-one games. 
into his NHL like total, like not not this year, total. And last year wasn't even in a row. I could talk about that shit for for days, bro. Like Joel Farabee had his had his stretches last year, bro. I forgot he was on the team. Like it happens with young players. You have to fucking be be patient. But we're already seeing the uh, the effects of Joel Farabee, the young Joel Farabee already. I mean, the kid is an absolute stud. Thirteen goals, twelve assists, twenty five points in twenty eight games. I mean. He's not even, what, he's 21 years old? I mean... Over the like, course of 28 games, he has slowly... Not slowly. He has quickly turned himself into an untouchable asset on this team. He... Throughout this year, every time he touches the puck, I sit up on my seat. He makes the right play with the puck every... Like, I don't care if it's a board battle, if it's chip play, if it's just, like, a pass that he needs to make. He just makes the right play. And it's only going to get better as he goes, uh, as he gets older. He's only going to get stronger. He's only going to get faster. And the scary thing is, Danny, his shot is only going to get more lethal than it already is. And his shot is, is arguably the best on the team. I'm going to go out there and like, that's my hot take. I think his shot might be the best on the team. Might be. Yeah, Drew, I, don't think Drew, it's cl- I don't think it's close. Yeah, Drew's yeah, got yeah. a fucking uh, absolute howitzer, obviously. Provy's got a pretty nice shot. Um, yeah, but I, he's better than – he has a better mean, shot than Giroux. He has a better shot than Giroux, I will say that. Yeah, I mean, like, his shot is just absolutely beautiful to watch. And it's only like, – he's just only going to get better. So, it's, it's, it's exciting. I mean, like, that – Konechny used to have the best shot on the team. Not, not the case right now. Like, Konechny just doesn't like. They're like, we've averaged thirty-one shots a game, but I could like, I swear to you, I still scream shoot like every every second when I watch this team. Like Lawton has had two or three plays over the past couple games where he's had an open shot like right in the slot, and he's looked behind him to pass it. Like, are they actively getting told to... Like, are, are they being Dave Haxtell where they're being actively told to pass it behind them to the point and facilitate the offense through the point? Because if you look at those, like, heat maps that that dude Micah makes on Twitter and shit, they're all on the out... Like, the Flyers' offense is all on the outside and it has not changed all year, bro. Like, it's gotten a little better with the inside shit because I'm sure they've been getting yelled at. But, like, at a certain point, I'm watching the game. I'm like, are they being told to get the, point, uh, the puck back to the point? Because they just seem... They, it just seems like they don't want to shoot the puck when they get it in like those high danger areas, like where where people score goals or where we've seen Scott Lawton score goals. It, it's so it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating as fuck. Like, it's, it's, it's the one word you could use for this team because we know that they're not that bad. Like we, that's the that's the one thing I keep going back to. That's the one thing keeping me from throwing the white flag because I know that they're not this bad. No, they're de- yeah. That's what I was harping on earlier. Like even though the defense, like on paper, looks bad. And it, it is. Says, plays bad. The team in general, top to bottom, should not be this bad. Mm-mm. No, it's 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 bad right now, Dan. And I don't know what it's going to take to get them out of this rut. Obviously, it's going to start with goaltending. Like if you get solid goaltending, if if Hart can find a way to to get his get his shit straight, and the defense can play somewhat capable, let's do it. Like let's see where things go. If Sam Warren was a healthy scratch because he's getting called up tomorrow, today, if that's the reason why he didn't play today for the Phantoms, I want to see a Gostaspare-Morin pair. Like, that's shit I used to talk about when I was, like, 16 in high school. Like, oh, I can't wait can't wait for the future pair of Gostaspare-Morin. I want it to come to, fu- to fruition tomorrow and, and, and see them if Morin is able to come up. I think that's a lot. I would say it's a lot better than a fucking Prosser-Gustafson pairing. So I would love to see them two together and then... 
and then see where uh, Sanheim and Myers are. See if they can get their game going. But like like I said, I don't think this team's as bad as they are. There's definitely the issues with this team, like deep rooted issues. So I hate the people that are on Twitter arguing about the sixth defenseman as if that really matters, as if like playing playing Hag or Ghost or any of those dudes really matters in the long run because there's a deeper issue with this team. So uh, let's start to wrap up the show with the last question. I don't know, because I know that we're going to take some time to get through this. In the net hockey, what are we thinking on the Flyers' prospects that are playing right now? I was just, he ma- ooh, nice. He, he mentioned Allison, Forster, Wisdom, and Lazinski, um, but we're going to get into all of them. Let's just take the rest of the this, this show. Yeah, and let's, let's, say, let's wrap take, it up with prospect corner. Absolutely. Positive note. Let's do it, dude. Let's go. This is a perfect way to end it, because that's exactly how I wanted to end it, because I did not want to talk about... That yeah, I didn't want to be a negative Nancy the whole entire episode. Let's get into some pro. Yeah, that's uh, bro. It feels like 2017 all over again. I love this shit. Ooh, We're talking brother, about prospects again. Brother, Team sucks. Brother, Michigan just got number two seed in the NCAA tourney. So Cam York sophomore season is not over yet. Is two not seed, over. huh? Two seeds. Wasn't it a question so. if like they were even gonna yeah. make it? They're, they get they two seed. That are at large bid. So I I didn't even know that until Charlie O'Connor said something about it so that's really cool um march 26 versus minnesota oh so, that's gonna be tough but five days so cam york sophomore season continues if they lose that game his sophomore season will be over so we'll see where that goes if we're talking about prospects we might as well start out with cam york i mean there's not enough to say about him dan i mean one goal if, this year as the captain. If he has a big game against Minnesota, I want his ELC like yeah. following the tournament. <laughs> like, like, like he's gonna get a shower and hop on Warzone, and I want the fucking phone ringing as he's landing in fucking scrap as, yard. Dude. As he's landing for the semifinal <laughs> game, fuck, I, yeah, I want an ELC signed. But Cam York, he won gold at the World Juniors this year as captain of Team USA. He finished his sophomore season at Michigan with three goals. Uh, three go- uh, No, I think he had four goals, 16 assists. I think, I think he had 20 points in 22 games, I believe, is what, uh, is, what I, uh, is what I think. I think he had three goals, 18 assists. Is what I, it's what I think. Or 17. It, either or, he had 20, goal, uh, 20 points in 22 games. Um, just, just a really impressive sophomore season from Cam York, man. He did like everything that we were to, like, if you were to sit down after we drafted him and say, this is what I want Cam York to do. Yeah. He definitely did that. So it's exciting. It's really exciting. So so he's checked all the boxes. It's to the point where I feel like he has nothing more to prove. Um, we can, uh, sit there and, you know, pitter patter around about points per game stats and shit like that. But (laughs) hold on. uh, Fucking. He won gold as captain of Team USA. He won Big Ten uh, Defenseman of the Year. He scored 20 points in 22 games. He, he scored one goal, one assist in the quarterfinals against uh, the Ohio State. He had two shots. It was a plus two. and just, He just displayed his really, really good skating ability and his hockey IQ. And then the game, the, the, the semifinals game against Minnesota, he didn't score, but again, he looked really good defensively. It just Like you just said, I'm not going to look at... The thing with Cam York is... And I think a lot of people look at Cam York and they they look at his stats and they look of they look at the World Junior Tourney and they see him like power uh, quarterback in that power play and they think he's like an offensive defenseman. I don't think Cam York is really an offensive. Like, I I wouldn't really label him as that. Two way puck moving. Two way elite puck moving defenseman who is just 
solid in every aspect of the game. Yeah, like, he's not Gostas Bear. Like, he's no, not going to take it up and no. roof it. He's a like, lot better defense. No, and like, I think he might have the same amount of skill as Ghost. It's just not what, how he plays the game. Like, I think he might have more skill than Ghost. Yeah, like, he approaches he, kid, it differently. He approaches it differently. He play, He He's so much smarter than Ghost is <laughs> right now, honestly. Like, his, just, his defensive IQ is just... His gap control is elite already. He's just an extremely, extremely impressive player to watch. And... Like Danny said, if he if they get knocked out in this tourney coming up, I I don't understand why he wouldn't sign his ELC. I already know Cam York wants to come out and play because apparently he apparently he wanted to come out after last year, so I'm sure he's going to want to sign his ELC this year. And like, I don't see him. I was talking about it with the I don't who wasn't on Twitter. Um, this the the Sonya Sting update account. I was talking to them, and just. He just impresses in every like the 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 Finland game before the the gold medal game. It wasn't his best offensive game, and like he got battled in front of like the net a couple times and and pushed around and like a lot of people were questioning oh blah 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 like he got pushed around a little bit and like I went back and watched those goals. There was probably and there was three goals that people were were kind of blaming him for. One. I could probably say you could blame him for the two were not his fault, but like he came back in that Canada game, Danny, in that in that goal game, and just shot everybody the fuck, including myself. Like he shot everybody the fuck up, <laughs> just completely. Yeah, I mean, dude, those the national media pundits were really pissing me off with that shit. When they One were like, game against Finland too, and then he comes back in the gold medal game against quote unquote the loaded Canada team that was better than Team USA, and they completely utterly shut Team Canada down. That was one of the the best defensive efforts I've seen in a hockey game. It was so fun to watch. Yeah, I feel like like with the World Juniors, like we talk, we always talk about how like such how big of a stage it is, and like when players really like show out there, it kind of like shows like. Oh, in the big moments, they're going to show up. But yeah. sometimes we also have to remember they're just like, it's just a game. And it's a game against high-level opponents. And, like, he got beat a couple of times. I remember that one very vividly against Finland, the one when he just got beat. Like, look kind of looked like the when McDavid cooked Braun. You know what I mean? Yeah, the guy yeah. just kind of had to step on him, got by him. Yes, and yes. it's just like, like it's it happens. Like, it's just, at the end of the day, it's a, I know it's such a big stage, but it's a game. And in the games, like, mistakes like that happen. And we saw the way he bounced back. It's kind of cool, though, because we see a lot of those players that was playing in the World Juniors with him. I mean, like, Zegers just scored his first goal in the, in the NHL. He's been playing for a little bit. Drysdale had a goal and assist his first NHL game. They're on the same team, so they're lightening up. Kaliev is already playing for the, the Kings. I don't know if he's still playing. I think he might be going up and down. But, like, there are a lot of players from that uh, – from that recent World Junior tournament that are like already playing in the NHL, and I think Cam York is. I think Cam York could go into the AHL and not miss a beat. Honestly, I think no, he, he has, he's absolutely ready. I think I, now he's just yeah. capping off his college. Career. I think he's ready for AHL. I don't know if he's ready for NHL minutes, but I I really want to see him go up there. And 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 play some AHL minutes because I, I absolutely I think. I talked about it like even at, even a year ago. I talked about just you obviously have your quite like he he's not the most physically mature player right now, and he's obviously going to grow into his body and become a lot stronger. So I guess the one aspect that you look at and like you kind of worry about, but with a guy like Cam York, I I really do think his skating ability, his gap control, and just his elite hockey IQ can can kind of cover up for those for, for that lack of physicality I guess you can say I mean like I'm not comparing Cam York to Cam McCart at all don't get me wrong but like kind of like that like Cam McCart is not a 
very physical defenseman yet. I think he has the build to be a, a nice physical defenseman, but he's, what, 21, 22 years old? Like, he's a kid. So he's going to grow into his body. But, like, his his skating ability and his hit, just being elite allows him to play in the NHL over that right now. And I think Cam York has the skating ability and just elite gap control and just hockey IQ to, to jump up in the NHL and, and, and be able to just, like I said, not miss a, not miss a beat. Dude, I remember um, before this year kicked off, we, we talked about the path it would uh, York would need to take to be able to play NHL games this season. How like how how yeah. rare it would be, but a lot of pieces need to fall into place. But we always came back to the fact that like this isn't like we always said that this isn't going to be one of those years where at the end of the year we're out of the playoffs and we can just play like some young guys and see what mm-hmm. they got. But it might be like if if it, if it's a scenario where we're we know we're not making the playoffs and there's about six games left and York. Uh, <laughs> is down in the AHL and he's played well down in the AHL well enough to warrant just a couple games towards the end of the year, meaningless mm-hmm. games just to play some meaningful minutes. It could happen. It yeah, could happen. Absolutely. It could happen. And I, I wouldn't be mad at it, but I would love it. I also if, lo- if we didn't make the playoffs, I want to see Cam York. If we don't make the playoffs and we don't make them comfortably, like, like if it's like last game and we win and we're in type, all right, whatever. I, I get that. But if it's like, like, five games left and we know we're not going to make the playoffs. I want to see him. I want to see him in a game or two. Why not? Yeah, why not? Absolutely. Put wisdom in it too. Fuck it. <laughs> I like, mean, he'll probably, probably be back with the OHL at that point. When are they actually coming they're, back? Is they're, that, is that... they're starting to call kids back. So I'm sure wisdom and, and Forrester are going to get called back soon. But like they had a date, they had another date. Like they said, December 1st never happened. They also said like February yeah, 2nd never happened. So like OHL, Ontario in general. I Wolf, really, bro. I really wish that like Fletcher in the front office was just allowed to be like, no, no, <laughs> just like they're yeah, not like, we're going done back. With this. Like they're they're pretty good. Uh, I don't think they they're they're playing at the pro level right now pretty well. Like Forster had a goal today, a really nice goal too. Like <laughs> dirty. So we'll see. Dude, that but, was awesome to see. But yeah, let's get into wisdom and Forster. Let's just get in real quick. We get before we get into them. I just want to real one thing about York. One argument with not signing him to, a, to his ELC that I can can kind of agree with and, and, and could see the argument would be, like, do you really want to sign, like, a burn a, a year of his ELC in, in a season like this? In a 56-game COVID kind of season? Like, or do, do, would you rather just sign him to his ELC in the summer, let him get a full summer, let him, like, get a training kit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I could definitely see that argument. Like, I, I wouldn't be mad at it, but I, I just feel like the, the prospect – in us wants to see them. <laughs> They're the prospect. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like you, you want to get some, especially if this year continues to go south, like you want to get some positives to take and, out into the off season. And if he's good enough, then he's good enough. Like let him play. Like if he's able to, like he's, he's not fucking like 18 years old, where to, to the point where like, oh, uh, like you, you don't know if he'd be able, like, he's not crazy young. Like, he, he's 20 years old. Like he'd be able to like, We'll see. Yeah, we'll honestly, see. screw we'll screw that whole burning. I don't really, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I really don't care. Like, I'm past the point of like the chips aren't aren't gonna fall, like the dominoes aren't always gonna fall perfectly. Like, you're never gonna have that one year where all the money's like the cap is right, the contracts yeah. are right. Like, just see what the fuck you got, dude. <laughs> oh, I agree, I agree. But we could talk about Elliot Dayerne. So he uh he's pretty good man five assist game yeah he had a five or six game a couple weeks ago he has 17 goals 23 assists 40 points in 31 games this year he's fourth in the qmjhl in points he's 10th in the qmjhl in assists and he's fifth in the qmjhl in goals so he's having a pretty good uh draft plus one year <laughs> 135th overall pick in 2020 it's a pretty good find by uh, chuck fletcher huh 
dude, that's yeah, fifth round pick doing that. That's we said it before. We harped on his house money, and uh, anything that he turns out to be is just is just a yeah, bonus. Bonus, bro. Uh, his last two games, he has two goals and assists, so it's pretty nice. And I don't know if I said this on the podcast before, but just a uh, just a little uh, quick note: Chuck Flesher drafted uh, probable probable rookie of the year. Kaprizov over there in Minnesota at 135th overall in 2015, and he got uh, Desert Desnayer uh, 135th overall in 2020. So I'm not I'm not saying that's a coincidence or anything, Danny, but it might be. We never know. <laughs> yeah, pretty fucking good hey, find, though, brother. Dude. That would be incredible if he was 75 percent or 50 percent of the player. But like we Kaprizov said, was. but like we said before we started this podcast, there's a reason why the QMJHL is an offensive league. So I want to hold back the reins on Elliot Dayernay right now because we saw it with Lafreniere. Like, guys that come out of that league, it's, it's just not a defensive league. And just there's a learning curve that comes out of comes out of that league. So The only league I'm trusted right now, developmental-wise, NCAA, dude. I mean, Big look time, at the look Danny. at the track. Jack Hughes, Cannon Trevor Zegers. scored a goal today, and he has not missed a beat since playing in the pro league. Like I yeah, that's, that's another reason, that's another reason. Yeah, Faraby. That's another reason why I think Cam York can come into the AHL and not miss one beat. Because that program it, is so good right now. It's so good. NCAA USA National yeah. Development Team. Oh. oh my god, they are just churning out talent, bro. And, and York's the first Wolverine to win uh Big 10 defenseman of the year since Zach Wierenski in 2016. And then so. you're going to have Owen Power following behind him, right? Uh, yep, Owen like, Power, yeah. And then he's going to take a step further next year. Like, it's just, it's yeah. crazy. I, honestly, I, I think Owen Power is really, really good. I mean, he's 17 years old, so he's only, he's only going to get better. But I would honestly think about going Matthew Bernier's number one overall pick. Whoever gets that pick and. Next I've seen him on the, some of the mock Danny. boards at that. Yeah, Danny. He's, he's he's dirty, dude. I watched a ton of Michigan games this year, and obviously I watched all of uh, Team USA's games in the World. Danny, he is not only is he a really good offensive player who can just change any game at any moment. He like he reminds me of like a, a Zeger Frost like Keller kind of guy. Like, he's just a really skilled, skinny kid. Like who can just just his hands are just out of this world, right? The one thing I noticed with Matthew Bernier, he can come into his own zone, and he's a center, and he can really calm things down. Like I, I, I continuously throughout this year with Michigan and with Team USA, continuously just saw him just calm everything down around him in the defensive zone. And that's just such a huge, huge task to ask for a young kid, especially in the NCAA, and for him to be able to do that so well, and then the offense that comes with it. I mean, he there's a lot of players on Michigan that are just going to be really good players. Kent Johnson is another probable top five pick in 2022. There's just a ton. Uh, wait, 2022 or 2021. I don't know when Johnson's coming out, but he's another just elite, elite player that's going to come out of that program. So Michigan is just a fucking fire, fire school to go play hockey for. So it's another reason why I think Cam York can come out, because there's just so many good players that have come out of that that uh program i think we should wrap this episode up now for sure uh wisdom wisdom did score uh no, he, he didn't score today but he's looked he had a he undressed somebody today dan bad i love wisdom dude he's really really impressive uh, igor zamula I, I said he had an assist today uh allison score i just want to make sure we get through most of these prospects just want to make sure keep keep people updated i think that's everything though 
Uh, Ronnie Attard, uh, I don't know if we talked about him on the pod, but he won NCHC Offensive Defenseman of the Year. His team Loved did. what he's doing. Yeah. Jay O'Brien, Resurgence, Revenge Jay, Tour. Yeah, yeah, he had a nice uh, revenge. Yeah, like you just Very happy what I'm seeing out of him. That's awesome shit. Attard had 22 points in 24 games. He had 8 goals and 14 assists, so that's a, that's a pretty good pretty good start for him. Uh, he lost 5-4 in the quarterfinals, and he had 3 shots and was a plus 1 with 2 blocked shots in that game. So he was definitely like... Oh, like around that game. So it's it's, it's exciting. We have like, a lot on, of prospects, Chuck. man. I know. Come on, Chuck. Hey, like a, we got value, pick. man. We got assets, bro. He does. He does have that. He he has. Well, I said it before. Said it in another pod. Like people talking about trading Frost for whatever. I mean, can't trade him anyway because he's hurt. But like, we don't have to give up an A minus or even a B plus prospect to get anything. Like to get like an NHL player in here right now, we don't because we have the depth. Like there are players that teams would want like there are players on in our uh, organization that would be higher on other teams' list if they weren't on the flyers so like there are a lot of players that chuck can play with here and i think he's going like he has to danny right like that's this isn't hextall anymore like he's in pittsburgh like uh, remind me that pe- remind me that hextall isn't here anymore chuck like show me that this is your fucking team like go out there and get a defenseman bring somebody uh, like it, it doesn't have to be anybody that we've been thinking like talking about it could be somebody that we haven't even mentioned but if he if he's a good player, I'm ready. Like let's roll. If they add a defenseman, Danny, I'm back into this. I don't care, bro. Absolutely. I don't care. All right, let's wrap this one up. That was fun. Oh, definitely. This was a good episode. Thirty. Uh, Thirty six. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fifty six. Oh my God. I'm Twenty. I wish it was twenty episodes ago. I'm sure the team was much better twenty episodes ago. Yeah. Right. Um, follow us on all the socials at the Liberty Yo. Follow sure. me at Toi Danny. Chris at Chris Stumps. Um, I hope. There's some light at the end of the tunnel next time we talk. If the Flyers keep losing games, I want to trade before next time we talk. If they keep losing and nothing happens next time we talk, it will be a fucking explosive episode. (laughs) It's going to be bad, yeah, for sure. Explosive. It's uh with and, Chris Mayer on it. For sure. Explosive. And as always, it's never going to change, and it never will, no matter how bad this team gets, go for it.